A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. I guess I gotta dye my hair first, and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, so really it is. I used to think the, the it was diving, like dive your hair when I moved to, when I was learning English. It's interesting because it the made why? More, more more sense than dye. Yeah, because you're diving, you're putting it in the. Uh, dive. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is the DNA airwaves. That's Dariki over there laughing. Oh wow! There's nice. Anthony, and I'm Matt. How's everybody doing? Good. How are you, Matt? Pretty good, learning English. (laughs) (laughs) Having a good time. Mighty fine time. Nice. So it's just the three of us this time? Uh, Are we expecting someone else? You never know. I mean, stay tuned to find out. There you go. Oh, come in. That'd be cool if we had like a a guest halfway through. Yeah. Just like a surprise guest. We should, sir, please leave. That would be a good (laughs) idea. We should plan that one day. Well, okay. it can't be a surprise to, or is it a surprise to one of us at least? Or, or surprise to the audience, maybe? Then they could just be sitting here. And yeah, let's not encourage just surprise visits. That's true. We'll just yeah. get let me, let me handle the, the surprise. Baba booey, baba booey. <laughs> that would be cool. What was that from? Oh, Howard Stern? They just call and say hey, baba booey? I think I'm. that reminds me of the uh, Tom Green one mm. where people would call and like. Tom Green what? The show. Yeah, oh, he had oh. an online show. He was like. One of the first ones he to do was. the online podcast and everything. Yeah. I thought we were the first. Yes. <laughs> we were yes. the first. We were and, the podfathers. Uh, but people would call in and he would get really mad because they would mm. call in to like talk yeah. and then just yell profanities before he had the time to turn them off and like all oh, kinds of racist shit. Yeah. And at one point he's like, this is enough. Like the Freddie got fingered guys. Like, guys, this isn't funny. Yeah. You need to stop doing this. Yeah, that's crazy. Is that why we don't allow callers? Colin, um, I mean, much. we're not live, so <laughs> that also helps. Yeah, <laughs> be oh, very you're ruining so troll. many surprises today. <laughs> I mean, so no, this is it's somewhere. Monday now, of course. Mm. Is it? Oh, you tricked me on that one. <laughs> Super tired, guys. Super tired. Um, What's the longest you've gone without sleep? Definitely more than twenty-four hours. But I don't what about know. you? We've had uh, um, when I, I had roommates, we had like a roommate bingo. Of uh, on the fridge of all the things you like experience in London, Ontario. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, one of them was not sleeping for seventy-two hours. Seventy-two. And uh, yeah, pretty much all of us were like, "This should nuts. be higher," because we, yeah. You could do three days, higher? no problem. I, I'm not gonna say no problem, and I'm not gonna say that I can anymore. Yeah. But when yeah. you're like twenty-three, True. you don't really need sleep. I went 36. 36 was, and that was, my body was shutting down. Like, literally shutting down at 36. Yeah? How old were you? Late 20s. That's really the the thing that makes it possible. True. When you're older, you just can't do that. Yeah, Yeah, I could, yeah. Now my thing is just really um, long days and short sleep sometimes. Mm. Like a three-hour sleep and back to it. Seems normal. Yeah. I can't do it. And I'm usually better than this, guys, but uh, you know how it is. The problem with sleep challenges is that... Challenges? In, in, in some, well, it was for us, is oh. that eventually your body's like, and you just yeah, fall asleep. Exactly. You can be crossing the road. Wherever. You could be anywhere. And that so would happen to me. To, my body just shut down. It's like, listen, it, I don't care yeah, what yeah. you want it to do. It's not happening. You got to go to bed. <laughs> listen to your body, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, do that. I just had a quick flashback of Tokyo bouncing on the ball as you're talking. About yeah, I just worked there. Stuff. I can't tell you what I was working on, at least not on the Ooh, air, but I was just secret. there, and he made me work on that ball. Mm. He made you work on the ball? Well, he was like, I can get you he a chair, loser, you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I got this. And it was pretty like, um, it was a very fast-paced session. 
Yeah. And just like he's on the iPad taking notes of the right take. And I'm just trying to figure out and I'm not familiar with the system. And also I'm bouncing. bouncing. Yeah. It, was, it was fun. It was good. It was my core felt good. We should get some in here. You engaged? Was it truly? I right? was engaged yeah, mentally, yeah. corefully, corefully in every way. I like that. I'll use it somewhere. What's oh your gosh. workout regimen? Like, you're like a bodybuilder. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then they see me and they're like, oh, that's Anthony? Look at those big guns out there. Yeah, you're a powerful man. I mean, I guess at times in my life I have been mm. closer to those realms. Not bodybuilder, but, you know, right now I'm more about wellness. I don't even worry about the superficial part of it at all. It's uh, it's just the, kind of the habit. That's what I'm into. So I, I work out every day. Not superficial, just a little official? Yeah, yeah, just a tiny bit. Attached fish, fish. Not yeah, superficial, just fish. Did you say fish? Fish, no? baby yeah. fish. Yeah. I really did get in a. Uh, I wasn't done with my regimen. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I thought, that was, I thought you were like, oh, vanity. Okay, no, yeah, what's your regimen? No, Three really, raw eggs saying, in the morning? No, nah, it's not that It's not that rigid. It's just more about showing up. That's what I'm on right now. Mm, I'm more on good. like mind, brain, health, diet, not even diet, but just nutrition, balance overall. Very vague, but as far as like working out, well, it's just about showing up for me. Show up, put in the work. Brain health. That's it. Yeah. What's that? Just foods and consumption overall. What you read, what you, what you read, what you listen to, what you don't read, what you don't listen to. Yeah. That's kind of my big thing. Have you ever tried one of those um, brain training apps or games? Or Lumosity is one like of them. Lumosity, I haven't tried yeah. an app. I read Limitless. Elevate was another one. Sorry, Elevate was another one. Oh, Elevate. he's a podcaster yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I remember there was like a lawsuit with Lumosity that they misrepresented. They were basically advertising as like, we'll make you smarter. Yeah. And then people mm. were like, but I'm still dumb. Yeah. And then they sued them. But I don't know. I've, I've used it. I've had the uh, subscription for a year at one point, And I really did feel a difference. Seems like it worked so, on you. Yeah, it doesn't make you smarter, but... What does? Um, what does? Maybe life experience. Hmm. Belief. Uh, if you believe you're dumb, you're dumb. No? You really think that, though? No, I think, no, I think intelligence is measurable. <laughs> I'm just joking. Like, Bill Bird thinks he's dumb. But, yeah, and I he's think not. he's being a self-deprecating. Like, yeah. I don't think he really believes that. I'm just joking. We all have our thing. Yeah. Can you be a dumb success? Is that possible? Of course. Sure. How? Have you? I don't want to mention any names. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> one of you. We both uh, jumped in. <laughs> Absolutely not. I know Have you plenty. Ever heard of blank? Yeah. Um, yes, you can definitely be a dumb. But but the thing is, there are so many levels of intelligence mm. and success. Right. Y- and success. Sure. Yeah. I, mean, that, sure, I don't yeah. know. Just dismiss me because I'm tired today. I'm just joking. He's emotional. You, you gotta be. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay. Are you, are you, uh, Press pause, we need to talk. <laughs> are you fussy right now? A little bit. I get a little fussy. You don't get fussy when you're tired? I'm so agitated. I do. And irritable. I, I kind of make a feedback loop and I just like anger myself more and try not to project <laughs> oh. it outwards, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, I can't dangerous. do that. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, try. That's... Or what I really like to do, especially if working on a project, if, if we're past a certain time and I'm about to get a little salty, mm-hmm. I just say, everyone... Just so you know, I'm about to get a little ruder than before, and it's just because I'm tired, and let's just That's pretend fair. everything's fine. Disclaimers are important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not yeah. personal. But again, it's only when there's like an almost illegally long production that we right. have to stay on, and, and it's it, it's kind of like military. Like everybody has to keep sharp and do what they're doing. Otherwise, we'll lose the feed or the audio or, right. or something. Compromise the production. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And not to be a douchebag at the same time. Yeah, well, it's hard. What about um, ears? Your ears get tired? Like, mm, talk about production yeah. and hearing um, things over and over. Especially if you're sleep deprived. Yes. Like, no. Well, that's a really big one um, because when what we, what we do with video and audio is all about perception, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's not so much about what is true uh in in the song or the mix is what the person is hearing mm, on the I other mean, end right and it really helps to sort of have a, a clean unbiased perspective which i guess technically is not really possible but one thing that i think video editors too but audio engineers train themselves to do mm-hmm. is to uh be able to hear the same audio over and over and over again without sort of losing sight of what it sounds like because mm. if i mean try it at home just Play your favorite song and pick an element. Pick, uh, I don't know, the guitars. 
And then ask yourself, are they too loud or are they too quiet? And if you're thinking they're too loud, they're going to feel too loud. And if mm. you're thinking they're too quiet, they're going to feel too quiet. Mm. So it's sort of um, this kind of flux state when you're really trying to ignore um, what what you think you're hearing. And th- does that make any sense? Yeah, you, because I've listened to a song and then all of a sudden I hear something that I never even paid attention right. to before. So imagine if you're doing that and you're like, oh, there's a tambourine here. I never noticed it. I should mm-hmm. turn it, it way out. back down. Mm-hmm. And that's why we also tell uh, clients when we send them a mix, I always tell them, please don't listen to it more than two times, maybe even mm-hmm. one time. Okay. Because if you listen to, because they're taking notes and telling me what they want to change, right? Yeah. If they listen to it six times they're on the fifth them. listen, they'll be like, is the vocalist too loud? I think the vocalist is too loud. But really what's happening is you've heard it many times. You have an opinion about it now. Mm-hmm. You know the lyrics. Yeah. So it feels too loud for you because you don't you already have the information. So that's why. Um, and and if uh, you're working on becoming an an audio engineer or anybody in in music, yeah, try to listen to things less and focus on how it made you feel the first time. Because mm. really, if if you're thinking about other people hearing it, who's going to listen to your song more than once? Unless they love it. Right. And then, yeah. you know, you're trying to capture them with that first mix, not with what it sounds like on the seventh listen. Fair enough. So was that a good answer? Or did Here's I another great question answer. while we're on this. Mm-hmm. What type of influence does the artist or whoever it is, opinion have on your ears when they send back their feedback? What influence? Well, they have full influence over the final result yeah yeah right it, well it depends if they're it's basically where's the money coming from if you know if we are to be crass about it if uh they're paying yeah, then yeah. they decide if it's like a label or if it's a song being recorded for a film or anything like that they're the ones that make the final call yeah. um i try to be as helpful as i can and tell them like I'll, i will do what you're asking me to do however I don't think that's the best result you're going to get. Yeah. And sometimes they go, okay, fair enough, because yeah. they've listened to it eight times. And usually so I can tell. Usually you change. can ask them, like, you've listened to this a lot, haven't you? Because yeah, you're yeah. starting to get a lot of really nitpicky um, suggestions that nobody would have noticed the first time. Right. And when you fix those things, mm. then they're even less noticeable, and then it just messes the whole thing up. So it depends. Again, so, I'm, I'm going on tangents. But no, it, no, this it is good. This is good. You're answering my own questions. Um, so what if... The artist is someone whose ear you you trust, if that makes sense. Does it influence what you might have, what you're hearing when you maybe get that feedback? You maybe say, "Oh, maybe they're right. This is a little bit too loud," or is it pretty much you're trusting your first feeling? Well, the first thing I do is talk to the artist and try to guess what kind of sound they're going for. Um, very often they'll just name bands or other artists that they like. And I go, okay, okay so like if someone goes, I, I, and we've had this situation before, I really like the way The weekend sounds, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, not a lot of low end on the voice, a lot of really big reverbs. Right. Yeah. Um, nice and tuned, but not auto-tuned. We don't want that sound. So you kind of right. know what they're going for. Yeah. Um, and then you, after taking that information, you do what you think sounds best. Right. And then you might give it to them and sometimes they go, this is incredible. And other times they go, oh, that's not quite what I had in mind. And then they make other suggestions. And at that point, unless it's your song that you're collaborating on, you need to go, this is theirs and I'm going to yeah. do what they're asking me to in the best way that I can. Got you. Because it's kind of hard. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like you're a surrogate mother. You're carrying somebody else's baby. Yeah. And you yeah. love it. And then, but then you have to give it away, and it's not right. yours. Yeah, right. So, but you have to remember that at all times. Like so, you, then you're yeah. sorry, I cut you off. That's okay. With your example, yeah, you love the baby. I love the baby. You're giving it back. Giving it back. But then you're also thinking, well, I mean, if it was mine, I would have raised it. I put a sweater yeah, on it. It's a bit yeah. uglier than I would have wanted it to be. <laughs> well, it's not true. Very often they have an idea. And I'm like, interesting. Okay. And then whether I think it's interesting or not, I execute the idea and then i go okay. that is a much be- better way better and subjective right but like okay. i agree this fits the song better got you sometimes i don't agree but that doesn't matter you still try to do the best that you can with what they want yeah. do you ever object to revisions where you're just like if i do that you're gonna get this and sometimes mm-hmm. like i guess yeah do you ever reject revisions and why i don't reject them because i'm not the boss yep. in that sense, right. but uh, a, a common example, especially in the digital world, because in the analog world, you had 
let's say 16 tracks, right? And you have the ability to put 16 things down to tape. Right. Mm -hmm. Or if you're in a wealthier studio, 24 tracks or 48 tracks, but that's it. Um, with digital, every person can go, that was a cool sound. Let's try this one too. And then let's try this one. And then let's try that one. And yeah. they just give you sometimes 100, 200 tracks. Right. Lovely. And then you go, okay, I'll, I'll make this work. And then they ask you, okay, can you turn up the guitars? Done. Oh, well, now we can't hear the bass. Can you turn up the bass? Yep. Well, I can't hear the harmonica anymore. Like, why do you have a harmonica in this? But okay. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, when you have a very dense mix, which ends up being something that happens more and more often, now that people can make dense recordings without needing millions of dollars, right? our ear has really, we've only evolved to really hear from one to three things at a time. Mm -hmm. So when you have too many things in your mix... You can't hear all of them. That's an illusion. When you're listening to a song and you're like, there are so many things happening. Yeah. In reality, there's less things happening. They just come in and out of the mix and kind of give you the impression that all these things are happening yeah. at the same time. Otherwise, you just wouldn't hear them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, like Quincy Jones is an amazing example of that. If you listen to Quincy Jones productions, it sounds super full. Yeah. But really, at any given time, only a couple of things are happening. It could be fast switches. Yeah. yeah. Um, so often when that happens, they're like, I can't hear that whatever flute solo i recorded on top of the wah guitar yeah and my uh i don't know i, I can't hear that splashy effect from the flanger on the cymbals and then you have to explain to them like it's just physically impossible until we get like a Neuralink or something where you yeah. can plug directly in <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. and then maybe we can perceive music differently that would be interesting that in the future mind-blowing yeah but as of right now that that's the most common time when i'm like i'll do it but there's yeah. just it is physically impossible for us to perceive, or I should say biologically impossible for us to perceive everything in in very dense mixes. Man, hmm. you've raised so many questions. Okay, here's another one. And a surrogate baby. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a question too. Sure, go I'm just gonna ask questions. But <laughs> let's do it. So this is weird because as the engineer, the man behind the studio mixes. Mm -hmm. What happens, like as far as if the artist says this is what I want and you're like in your mind this isn't the best are you thinking this is not a good reflection of my work at some mm. point so I asked this question of John Bailey who we're going to have as a guest one of these days yeah because he kind of raised me as an engineer in a way like I don't know why he was so nice to me but he was I was 15 when we met and he was like a Juno winner already That's right crazy, yeah and I asked him about that. I've had a situation where I was like, I don't know if I want to put my name on this. Right? Yeah. That's really what you're getting yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, how do you go about not like asking the artist not to put your name on the product? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, you always put your name on the product. I'm like, well, what if it's bad? And he's like, let me tell you a little story. So remember, remember. So Alanis, <laughs> Alanis Morissette had an album called Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That album was actually a demo that somebody signed off on and was just released really? i think it was madonna that was like this is dope just release it huh. without huh. the engineer's knowledge as far th this is uh, you know yeah. uh, second degree of the story right a uh, secondhand story and mm. but what ended up happening is had that engineer gone i'm not putting my name on some random ass demo yeah, yeah. like that album was a huge success huh. and right. that made their career right right so he's like you never know what's going to succeed and what's not you you do know that you're going to offend whoever you're like, don't put my name on this. Right, yeah. right. No yeah. one's going to be like, that's cool. I suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, his advice was just leave it. Just leave it. Leave it. it plus, who, who really goes through all your credits and goes, wait, you worked on that piece of shit? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, no, no one. Even There's when you look people. through somebody's IMDb, yeah, right? Yeah. You don't look at all the movies and the ratings. You're like, oh, cool. You did a lot of movies. Yeah. Yeah. And you, the good ones stick out. Like, oh, you did that one. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, if you did The Matrix, then it doesn't matter if you worked on the Barbie movie. Exactly. Right? Nobody cares. That was a good movie. How do you? Uh, actually, yeah. all the Barbie <laughs> stuff is good. Fair enough. Never. Yeah, check it out. Uh, all the posters. Some Barbie. Um, yeah, no, that's, that makes sense. I have played, I've recorded bass on a project that I'm terribly, terribly embarrassed about. And I wish I could remove it from the interwebs. Yeah, playing heart. is a little different because yeah. that's more like that's Anthony directly. playing. I'm yeah. not. No, the playing was good. The overall project that came together because uh, you know it's put together in pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. So I thought I would ask you that question. Different perspective, I guess. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just stopped worrying about that. If a project is not great, it's no one's going to hear or see it. Yeah, you're right. That's it won't true. Go far Everybody's releasing music constantly now. Yeah, you don't yeah, even true. need to have you people do it on their phones. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's if you think it's horrific, whatever. <laughs> but there. odds are you won't think that. You're working on it, right? You're yeah, helping. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Gotcha. But as a producer, part of your job, uh, sure, I, I shouldn't say that because it depends on the type of producer, right? Okay. Uh, like hip hop producers are not essentially, but they're very much the beat maker too, and then the recorders. Yeah, true, true, true. Mm. Um, but it's part of, of the traditional producer's job to go, hey, this is not good. And uh, you're paying me to tell you this, so don't mm, get mad. Right, 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 right. This is not good, and and sometimes they fight you on it too. And then, well, I shouldn't say fight, but sometimes they disagree. Yeah, which is. And fair. then you go, well, you hired me for my opinion. That's yeah. really what a producer is for. The engineers for the butt. I'd love to. Oh, you got to be producers. That's, yeah, that's really I'd love to be a producer. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do it better. Right yeah. Well, that's I don't want to say do it better. I just. Great. I think there's some people that could do better that aren't doing. I better. think yeah. there's some people. Yeah, exactly. And some that's people why. just need the truth. Yeah. You and just like filmmaker, like I remember Mo Berg, uh, who was in um, the Pursuit of Happiness, the Canadian mm. band. They had that song. Oh, yeah. I'm an adult now. He was my production teacher. Okay. And oh, he cool. was saying, um, a producer doesn't have to do things. A producer has to know things. Mm. Which is kind of like that with film too. Like a film director, some of them are super knowledgeable and they're behind the lens and they're like, move that light, do this. And some are like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And they they have a different vision and they're there just to speak in plain English or whatever language it is, like here's how I want it to feel, and then the technical people around mm, them do that's me. what needs to be done. So there are different <laughs> yeah. types of producers and different types roles. of directors, right? Um, and yeah, some of them are behind the camera themselves, like uh, David Fincher, I think, is like that. Mm. So yeah, there's there isn't a single way of doing that. True. Each episode of the DNA Airwaves is recorded, broadcast, produced, and all that good stuff right here at the MPL Toronto. The MPL is a collection of film and audio studios dedicated to making all things visual look amazing and all things audio sound brilliant. For more details, check us out at the-mpl, that's maple without the vowels, dot com for more details. It's also brought to you by The DNA Project, your live entertainment agency, Anything you need for your live event, they've got you covered. From weddings to large corporate galas, we can do it all or we can do just a little bit. Wonderful people and a great company. Check them out before your live event at thednaproject.ca. Back to the engineer conversation Mm -hmm. that Anthony was asking. Is there a moment when you stop doing revisions? And like how many times can a client or what's like a good amount of times as me, an artist working with an engineer, how many times can I go back to the engineer for revisions? It depends on what agreement you have. Mm. So is that usually pre-agreed? Often it is. It also, it's, it's a, it's a bit complicated because some people come in and and they are reasonable. And you tell people you get revisions within reason. At least that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And then some people are like, within reason. I understand that because I'm a reasonable person. Yeah. And then they come at you with like, oh, this is amazing. I think I heard like a click at two minutes and three seconds. And yeah. also, could you bring that last guitar up or whatever? More reverb, less. And you yeah. do that and like, nice. But then sometimes they ask you for something. And then afterwards, they ask you for something else. Right. And you're like, why didn't you tell me that for revision number two? Right. And at that point, you have to stop them and and just tell them like, hey, this is your thing, so I'm cool, Mm -hmm. but you're ruining your own song. Mm. Right? Because if you didn't hear that as a problem the first time you listen to the song, I guarantee it's not a problem because most people will listen to this one time before deciding if they like it or not. Right. So it's that first time that matters. And that's why often what I recommend, like even when I'm working on a song, sometimes I need to take three days off just to forget what it sounds like completely before I can make any informed or useful decisions. Sorry, what was the question? How many? No, you you answered the (laughs) question. It's just like, is there a point where you have to push back on the amount of revision? Sometimes you do. Sometimes Mm. it, and Again, you try to come at it from a helpful position. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be worse for you if we keep on changing this. Right. And it's true. Yep. It does get worse. It ends up being sort of like a, 
uh, like a too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing, but right. the other cooks are just different versions right. of you. Yeah. Yeah. Not as good versions. Fair enough. Durky, how long how long does it take when you listen to a song before you typically like it or hate it? That's a good question. It differs. Very rare. Um, that's not very rarely. I guess. Uh, Take your time, brother. Break it down. Depends. Sometimes it's like five seconds in. I'm like, oh, this song's going to be dope. Based on what do you think? Because um, that's about the feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that feeling. I'm wondering what the feeling is because it doesn't have to be the genre of music that you like. Exactly. Kind of I could name you, right? seven songs off the top of my head where I knew I loved that song oh, right like away. Songs you didn't even want to like. Exactly. Kind of like, I'll give you an example. Please do. Um, Miley Cyrus oh. sings a version of 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover on mm. YouTube. Check it out. It's beautiful. Okay. Shout out but to I Mike. didn't. Jolene, too. Jolene, because I was going to get to Jolene. Uh. But like, you would never, I would never have given those a chance. One, yeah. it's, I ne- I shouldn't say, it, I was going to say it wrong, but one, I would never normally just listen to a Miley Cyrus song, like Sorry, off rip. Yeah, and um, now I do, first yeah. of, because of these two songs. And uh, it, yeah, this, they're country songs. I would never have listened to a country song, but in five seconds, soon you see her hearing her talk or sing, that girl can sing. And I don't know why I never gave her a chance before, but right away I knew those songs were That's great. That's a good question. I wonder why you never gave her a chance before. Based on the genre? Just, I guess, yeah. Just based on my own, I don't want to say ignorance, but just like I gravitate towards certain genres and yeah. I kind of stay away from others. And every now and then there's something that crosses over that catches my ear by accident. Yeah. And then you realize. And then I realize, oh, I like them. But now lately I've been better at asking other people that I know have different tastes in music what they're listening to to get some of that, to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. Because music's such like a deep personal connection. For sure. Right? Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's interesting even to hear how you explain your connection as far as like what you like and don't like. Yeah. Very cool. I like it. Yeah. There's more than one way. I'm trying to think of other ways I've been like drawn to a song or just like knew a song was dope right away. And there's been moments where I thought a song was incredible and then I'll play it for someone like, yeah, it's okay. No, it's I mean, what do you mean it's okay? Yeah, it's, it's the greatest like song ever. What makes a hit a hit right. when it's really a hit? Not, you know, no, never mind. I don't want to go down that road. But what, yeah, just what makes a song great? Yeah, that's tough. What does make a song great? That's yeah. Uh-huh. Let's, uh, let's have a moment of silence and just. <laughs> well, I, I think it. it probably depends on great for what. Right. Yeah. And for do you want to cry? Right. Do you want to get hyped? Do you want to forget who you are? Mm. Do you want to listen to it when you're high or when you're sober? At the gym. When you're with driving. friends. Yeah. Making love. Whatever. Mm. When does it? When is it a great song? But I mean, even in that though, you hear it and you know right away. Well, the universally great songs are just like the mass appeal. Like Thriller, for example? Yeah, like it's just... Not Thriller, Beat It. Yeah, I know what you're saying. All I didn't like songs. Beat It. I don't know why Beat It was Get the out. popular Get one. Get out. Beat He's It was fired. not a great oh, song. Stop. Out of stop all yourself. of... It was a, it's an okay song. Okay. No, sorry. When, it's a good when song. we're talking about yeah, Michael Jackson, yeah, 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 everything yeah, yeah. he's ever... Like his farts <laughs> are, are okay. gold. Right? I was like, yeah, what's yeah, happening? Yeah. Gold, yeah. But Beat It, of all the songs he's had... It's just not your favorite. I would agree. It's not my top five or top ten. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But it's still a great we song. We only say nice things. Let's not get crazy. Michael. Sure, yeah. Just I actually was thinking, it's weird, because the longer we guess. talked, I realized I said the wrong song. I was talking about Billie Jean. And I Billie, said, oh, Jean, I said, said three different songs, and each one I was like, yeah, you're right, because they're all great to me. But Billie Jean was yeah, the song I was okay. thinking of that's just today, universally great. And still hits, it bangs, kids love it, movies. I actually did... Um, Even covers of it. I've yeah, heard, exactly. like, I haven't heard many bad covers of Billie Jean. But I'm sure you're gonna show me one now because you made a face like let let me tell you. (laughs) But we did. That reminds me. Remember the Rebecca Black, Rebecca, Rebecca Black thing I showed you? No, refresh my memory. It's Friday. Oh yes. So that's incredible. I we should have showed Anthony before it. What's incredible? So there is. You explain it because you'll explain it better. For those of of (laughs) you who are internet savvy, we apologize. But I I showed Dariki. a song by a music video by an artist called Rebecca Black and she was like 15 16 at the time yeah mm. and it appears as if she had you know better off parents who were like for your 15th birthday we'll make you a music video yeah. okay. and they hired some schmo from LA it looks like <laughs> yeah. um, to like it. make her a song and it was really bad 
It's yep. like yeah. so bad that it's now like an iconic anthem all over the world. Yeah, yeah. That Beautiful. people listen to on Fridays. But if you haven't heard it yet, go um, on YouTube and listen to Rebecca Black Friday. Um, and then afterwards, I guess when she got really famous, that she was in a Katy Perry music video. Yeah, that's how bad stuff. it was that they mimicked famous that song. Terrible. Yeah. What was yeah. the song that Katy Perry did? It's Friday Night or something like that? Last, Last Friday, Friday Night. night. Yeah, yeah. And she's in the music that's video based on yeah. because of this song. Wow. Yeah. But then yeah. There's more. she was like, yeah. her or her parents were like, I'm tired of being a joke. And they hired a different producer and came out with a good song. It's not like considering where she started yeah, with Friday to square. Saturday, you're like. It's called Saturday? Is it called Saturday? Yeah. Or it's about Saturday. It is, yeah, yeah. No, it is. I thought you were just trying no, to. No, I forget. <laughs> I remember. But it's uh, crazy how a budget and just one, a different producer made a, actually a decent song. Or right. they turned, you know, someone mediocre into something actually pretty decent. It was whole, shocking. Yeah, it's a strong case That's study cool. for, like, if you want an idea without spending too much time on what it is that a producer can do mm. just watch friday good and then point. watch saturday good yeah because she's the same person exactly right they didn't change her vocal cords they didn't no. change anything she's what like a year or two older at the most fine yeah. um but it's a but it's interesting because the because saturday is a reasonable song mm -hmm. which means that it's got nowhere but <laughs> friday was a terrible song yeah. like exceptionally terrible right so if yeah like you can go the susan boyle william hung i shouldn't say susan boyle but she's good. more famous for her bad song exactly than her good exactly song. So it's like uh yeah but imagine being the producer of the bad song your fast lane switching <laughs> lanes so uh. oh it was oh it was it was Friday offensive Saturday, wow. yeah there's a rap portion where yes. this dude is he doesn't even rhyme i don't even think there's one rhyme in the entire thing there's he just says words. catch words that oh, okay. someone that has no idea what hip-hop is hears and it's like yeah yep yeah, fresh funky and he's just saying oh, random words you're like catchwords, wow yeah. i can't wait for you to watch how it. does that make you feel is that offensive to you or just it like ah, oh, you're a hack it's offensive as a rapper offensive as what i'm not a rapper just no as i'm a just man just <laughs> as, as an artist just clarifying someone's uh, like offensive no, fair Why? enough i just because it seemed like he wasn't even trying and it's like you get an opportunity this is the best like he's distilling a culture for money right and exactly. not really even putting in the effort that's exactly oh, what it that's is. Shame if you've seen what he did, you could see that's all he's doing is pimping. Culture. Has he blown up too? No. Because of this? God, no. Should we no, talk to him? I feel like, like, we, I feel like you guys have some questions for him. And that guy was puffed at again. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, oh, I was about to say, let's like, pull him <laughs> on. And I was, ah, well, yeah, yeah. He kind of did a Puff Daddy in that video in a way. He, he was doing a really bad version of what he thinks people see Puff Daddy as. Oh, no. I got But Puffy's, a, yeah, Puffy's an actual producer that we were speaking of before that like tells yeah. people what he is envisioning or mm -hmm. but i think he actually does some engineering too maybe low level. i've been thinking especially after watching straight out of compton which i don't know how accurate it is mm, but it I mean, i've heard it's not that accurate but loosely based on yeah, their life what to... blows my mind there is that people like dr dre go from like owning a turntable mm -hmm. and living in a neighborhood without access to much stuff yeah and then they rent a studio and then they go into and it's complicated yeah it's all tape yeah. it's all analog and dre's like no problem flick flick click yeah. and everything like did he take a course before a how point. do you even learn when like with zero that's like yeah. I, I had com tech classes in grade nine and right 10. right yeah yeah what did he have how did that even happen i guess we have to get dre on the show now to ask him Doctor? <laughs> doctor. <laughs> <Which Dre? laughs> yeah, doctor? I mean, I got a Dre. I can give a shout. Because that's, to me, like, that's, that's what's crazy, impressive. Though. It's like yeah. all, all of the NWA stuff, basically anything from the late 80s or yeah. early 90s, it's like there's no school for that. There aren't even products made for that's this. That's so yet. true. Good point, yeah. How do you even put it all you together? You know who talks about this is uh, Hip Hop Revolution, or Evolution, Evolution sorry, yeah. on Netflix, one of the best hip hop, the best hip hop documentary I've ever seen in my life, mm -hmm. and it's parts highly they, recommended. It's one of the greatest. They talk about how they do it, and some of the, the DJs talk about how they they uh, made some of the early tracks. It was it's fascinating. Yeah. I don't want to butcher it, but I'm sure you'd appreciate listening. Oh, to I've, I've watched Premier. it all. Yeah, you have so actually. What they like the and this is so mind blowing. It's like you guys really had nothing to work with, mm -hmm. and you're like. This is still happening. Top right, right. They, they would find like a drum break in a song where basically it's just a couple of bars of just the drummer playing and nobody else. Yeah. They would buy that record twice. 
and then they would get two turntables and they would mark it with tape like where where that drum section begins and where it ends yeah yeah and they would um Super cool. rewind with their hand yeah and then let go and they would start playing that and then on the other record it, yeah. they would cue, cue up, up the yep. same portion again yeah. and then yeah. when that part ends they would let go so it would be like two bars yeah. here two bars there and that's how they would loop it first yep crazy isn't that insane that's beyond yeah just to have that type of like brain to even just think of that like it's yeah. just like wow i would never even thought of that who was that doc there's a couple people but um i, I watched premiere talk about dj premiere mm. and he talks about it and i'm sure cool heart and maybe even like some of the earlier i know that it was like africa bombada's partner or like not a part. I have to watch it again because yeah. I don't want to butcher history. But it was incredible so, to watch yeah. him, like you said, make yeah. something out of nothing, and then go into a professional studio and try and continue that. Like, but what I'm saying is, there must have been a period of like, like just at least six out. months when yeah. they're like, "Where's? How come we? Oh, I see. I yeah. just plug it in. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. it's complicated for sure. Or there was an assistant there that did the the actual button pushing. But there's no it. way that Dr. Dre came in there just, just like. Growing up, how old was he? Like 17. Young. They were in high school. Just right. Yeah. Access to just whatever Compton had to offer. And right. then he just walks in and he's like, all right, let me bias the tape. Uh, let me make sure we have a one kilohertz tone running through at the zero view. Like, or he, he had someone there and he's just like, how you make that go this? Yeah, and he's yeah. just like, oh, you got to do this. And, and do Dr. that. Dre impression. <laughs> music used to be, music recording used to be prohibitive. Like if you wanted to record something, mm. there would be like a like a one hour of prep if you had all the equipment. Right. And you knew what you were doing. Wow. Yeah, and now it's just like phone record. <laughs> Send, yeah. right? Yeah. Quality's not good enough. You buy an iRig or whatever they're called. Plug mm-hmm. that shit in. What's an iRig? Um, it's uh, like a recording interface, uh-huh. but that plugs directly into your iPhone um, mm. or iPad wow. or whatever else. Damn. Yeah, I have something similar to that. It's in the box still. I'll pull it out one day. Someone what? gave it to me. Same deal. Try it out. Use it. Why not? Does it have um, a DI line in? Yeah. Okay, that's perfect for you. Yeah, yeah, I just never have. Yeah. Let I got travel. a question for you. Have uh, you ever made music? Well, except, have I ever like made ever music? Ma- like wait, sorry. That, have, I you know. ever made music? have you ever recorded like a bass song for you? Like oh, I've done stuff just for myself. No, so far it's been just playing, adding bass lines to people's projects. Mm. I haven't done like a solo thing that's been released. Would you ever consider doing? Yeah, that just when I do it, I want to do it properly. Right. So and what does properly mean to you? Like not just a song. Maybe a couple songs. Like an EP? Yeah, and just like sit down and put it together. But you have thought about it? Yeah, yeah. I just want to lay out the full ideas and then probably bring some other people in to collaborate a little further. I never never had asked. I just, I know you work on other people's stuff, but I never knew if you wanted to do a project for yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely have some plans to do some some music from the heart. Mm. That'll be the name of the album. Music from the heart? Music from the heart. Mm. Baselines from the heart. Baselines. What kind of music is it going to be? I guess he hasn't thought about that. Yeah, I know. Spot. Jeez, like, if I decide now, could I change my mind? No, it's stuck. <laughs> I mean, where I'm at right now would probably just be based on my influences. So a little bit of like, maybe something like a fusion of Neil Soul, R&B, funk, that kind of vibe. Mm. It's so funny that you said fusion because I was just going to say, do you think, because like in the last 10, 20 years, fusion has been big. Like, yeah. Well, how do you, would you describe the music? If you ask a band, they're like, well, it's a fusion, it's rock, and there's a little yeah, bit yeah. of hip hop. And, yeah, and yeah. that used to be like, whoa, there's like Linkin Park would be like right. yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the first fusions. Hit, okay, first, yeah, sorry, yeah. successful. Good point. Right. Because mm-hmm. I mean, we did have Run DMC and uh, Aerosmith. And Aerosmith. Yeah, right. Big. But that was, it was a little kitschy in a way, right? But Linkin Park, yeah. whether you like him or not, they, I think they combine the the DJ element, the electronic music, the mostly rock, and the hip hop pretty, pretty well. Pretty well, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And that was like, whoa, cool. And then Limp Bizkit was like, it's just one of those days. Yeah. Like, no, that's not good. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so what I'm wondering is, everything is fusion. Era. <laughs> everything is fusion now, right? Yeah, like well, anybody's yeah. music, Radiohead yeah, yeah. is fusion. Mm. Uh, R and B trap, you know, that's a fusion. Yeah, everything is fusion. So what I'm wondering yeah. is, are, are we gonna have a resurgence in like 10 years of non-fusion mm. just clean just like this is 
rockabilly rock. I think they'll stand out more. Yeah, this is R&B, period. It'll switch, just like how fusion is now more prominent. I think eventually it's going to come full circle and people are going to be less fusion, more pure genre. And then it'll go come back. I think it always continually repeats itself. Yeah, part of the reason is also economic, like... uh, because you're making a song and you're like, am I going to rent a studio, mic up an entire drum set and do this the right way? Or am I just going to use an 808? Right. And then you call it fusion. So I'm wondering mm. how often gotcha, that's yeah. a decision because like that's the sound I want, which I feel is how Daft Punk worked on their last album. Hmm. Rest in peace, Daft Punk. Yeah. And, uh, and other people are, are just like, well, this is what I have, which is also good. Do that. Yeah, so, yeah. And they call it fusion. But I wonder if there's going to be a movement of like, you can't have a synthesizer in classic rock like this. Not right. that kind. You can't have a wub, 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 wub. I hope we don't get to that point. And I hope that people will like, do sorry, whatever in, they want. In a certain stream of like anti-fusion musicians mm. or music. like Just the purists. It's possible. Because it, in a way, I'm not complaining because music today is amazing. And anybody who says it isn't just doesn't know where to look, I think. It's I not getting worse. Yeah, There's true. more of it. And more Absolutely. people making it and they get yeah. to practice more. Yep. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I I wonder if at some point we're we're gonna have just people sticking to one type of sound because everything is kind of in a way yeah, getting to, to sound a little bit the same. There are some. I don't want to say right? the same because there's so many options. But when everybody drops in a drum machine and you know auto tune, not necessarily in in the hip hop drums. Yeah, yeah tr- some trap drums and then. Uh, yeah, like 21 Pilots is a lot closer, which is a rock band, is a lot closer to, I don't know, Tyler, the creator, mm. than, mm. Uh, I don't know, who's another band? <laughs> then Big Wreck right. is is close to, like, even Chaos or someone. Like, things are getting closer in a way. True. And more inclusive, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. No, I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. And I think that, like you said, there's so much now that I think there's going to be room for both. That there's yeah. and and I, it's probably yeah, what the machine props up to us too, right? Like I think that's another time we're influenced by the pop machine that's yeah. spewing and paying their money for it to be in the forefront of our faces. So mm-hmm. I think. Um, if you dig, you'll find what you're looking for. You just got to go back to crate digging. And online, it's a little oh, bit yeah. differently, but I I love crate still digging. There. You know, yeah, you still yeah. go Those f- were good times. find some music. You're like, wow, I didn't you even know this existed. People. Crate you digging? I have to explain that. Well, crate digging is basically as a DJ, when you're playing at a party, there's a particular song on. You want to find the right song to keep that kind of vibe going. So you mm-hmm. dig in the crate. That also meant when you went to a record store, you would go rummaging through all of the vinyl to find a random or rare or something that you've never heard of before. So you go through to the record store and kind of go through all the vinyl and that was kind of considered crate digging as well. But digitally, you kind of just go into Apple Music or Spotify and just click and play. What I'm wondering is, I you guys are a little bit older than me. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you remember, like, have you gone to shows where it was full show DJs with just record players? Absolutely. Was there a lot of skipping? No. Unless if there was a skip, someone was getting hurt. Oh, jeez. Really? Yeah, Say no you, more. If you bump the table, <laughs> if you bump the DJ table, you get a couple warnings. Yeah, yeah. But if you're being stupid, people are going to mess you up for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're messing with the guy's show. Records That's like someone so coming finicky. up and hitting your toms yeah, or something. Records are so finicky. So, so usually finicky. Yeah. in the parties I went to, the DJ was off on its own. If it was like in a you random were, gymnasium. You parties with records? Yeah. Like your dad's parties? No. Seriously. Like hip hop jams? With or records? like, sorry, uh, hip hop jams for sure. And uh, reggae jams, big okay. time. Yeah, dub plates. Reggae, yeah. You had a dub plate, was literally you just. You were a baby. Just a, who? You must have been a baby. Never. How dare you? I was in the As clubs. Oh, how dare okay. you say I was At sound clashes. No, I know. You? you know what? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I can on. see that. Yeah. So records were, yeah, big, 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 near the like late 90s. Was primarily records, mm. and then uh, digital didn't really start to take effect until like late two thousands. Late two thousands, I think people were using Winamp, and uh, <laughs> and then Serato, and then it was just over from there. Once they kind of figured that stuff out, but early it was literally. I know DJs to this day 
that still you well now nah, I shouldn't say to this day because now it's just well they you, could but they could but yeah. they mix but they use a lot of uh, vinyl still it's hard to parties. tell what's real now because there's all those pre mixes where they act like they're doing stuff I know that DJs that have vinyl so not vinyl That's but they what? have um, turntables yeah, yeah. but they're programmed digitally like it's yeah, the so song it's so they can scratch yeah it's a controller yeah, yeah, yeah. right exactly it's the exact it's same thing as these drums or exactly. that keyboard you're yeah, just yeah. telling the computer what you want and then the computer but there's also websites where DJs can download mixes and just play them like they're their own that's another thing like, where they're not even doing anything you know, except for hand gestures and pretending to touch knobs but it's all been pre-recorded that's right across music now but it's incredible how much people that's want like with DJs that put on playlists, which I've seen plenty of times, Hundreds. especially like yeah, I used yeah. to play at, um, excuse me, like kind of swanky 30 plus clubs yeah. on the weekends. And jazz clubs. My, yeah. <laughs> and my, my job was like they would bring me in just to play percussion and stuff. Right. Which was totally unnecessary, just like the DJ was unnecessary. <laughs> but yeah. people don't seem to feel like it's. Like it's a show unless they can see the people absolutely making the music. yeah yeah even yeah. if that person is pressing play and the other yeah. person is going and yeah that's yeah, kind yeah. Of all we're show doing but they're looking yeah it's real it's yep. live yeah. tangible people um, it's I, I wonder yeah. why that is I wonder if that has some tribal element to it where like we expect an elder to tell us what to do or I don't know what that is but it really I, I see a massive energy yeah yeah thing. Because yeah, you see those EDM DJs, they're just bouncing on stage most of the time. They're not <laughs> doing so anything. True. Pushing a smoke machine, throwing a cake in someone's face. So it's like you're not nuts. DJing at all. <laughs> in, in their defense, because mm. I remember there was a time when on uh, Wikipedia, it was a short time, but if you went to Skrillex's page, there was a picture of him DJing on his laptop. Yeah, yeah. And it says Skrillex, like the, the subtitle is Skrillex pressing play on his laptop. And <laughs> that was that's kind of the thing where people make fun of DJs for not being able to do anything live. But yeah. keep in mind, I'm not saying that they are doing all that much. They mm -hmm. kind of aren't. Keep in mind that you can't do that live. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. These are things like part of the beauty of music production is that you're working outside of the, the confines of time. Right. Yeah. Right. You're going, right, right, it'd right. be nice if I had this drum here. Pause. Let's get that sound. Let's bring it in. They often don't perform it even on the controller. They, they, they pencil it in mm -hmm. like anything else. They yeah. write out the... The coordinates. Yeah. How can you possibly do that live? You're right. Right. Yeah, Infected Mushroom kind of does that live, but they they bring in musicians to play on top of everything. Mm. It's just not something feasible to get actual DJing live unless you have all those instruments around you, and that's a whole other headache, especially when they're switching over. That's scary to me. Being a DJ and you go on and the turntables are there. They're not yours. They're yeah. the festivals, and mm. you're like, I hope this works. Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> well, I'm sure they do like sound checks and stuff. And no. They do, but a sound check isn't like you've seen me try to figure out a new camera. Right. I'm like, I know what all the things are, but where the where's yeah, the button that right. does the thing, and then I have to Google it. And but they the, just, yeah. I'm saying for shows like that, they go in and kind of touch and feel and figure out. No, at a show that big, they do, yeah. and I'm I'm just. Talking. assuming yeah, that yeah. it wouldn't be something that you can pick up in 10 minutes. I mean, it is, but they're different. Like if you're used to whatever, uh, American DJ and you're using Serato. No, you're right. I've seen this yeah. where my yeah, friend yeah. would come to someone's um, mix, like board, and be like, okay, what's, it takes a good 10 minutes, like you said. Like, how do I, oh, okay, that's where I touch, okay. And then once they get it, it's like, yeah, you're right, 10, but 15 I promise, minutes. Often they show up and they go, what's this? What? I'm just going to bring in a full mix and just plug it in because I'm not going to deal with learning all this now. It's right. just unreasonable yeah, yeah. to to expect someone to learn that every time. Yeah, But sure. it doesn't look like they need it all that much. They just press play. Just press the play. real work happens at the studio when they're making the song. Right. That's fair. Yeah. If they're making the song. But and you're paying for the their appearance? That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's kind of what's going on. Then. It's the name. And, and who are we to judge? If they're that big too, I'm sure they're asking, they're requesting the specific gear that they need, right? Right. They're not yeah, just yeah. showing up and being like, Ooh, they got a writer for sure. Things. Um, and this carries across to live music. Have you have you experienced much of that as far as playing with tracks? Um, well, yes. There's a, tracks sometimes. There's a lot more of what's called a click track now, where everybody on stage, or at least just the drummer. In their monitors or headphones, they get a click track, just yeah, something to keep that. time in the it's background. It's really helpful. And some people think it's really helpful. It really depends on how you've been practicing. If you've mm. been practicing with a click track, then you're like, this is great. It's like training wheels. To some people that 
aren't used to playing with a click Fala. track. You're like, this is terrible. You don't get caught. Mm. I have to. Yeah, yeah. It could be bad. Interesting. Because uh, I, I never practiced with it. And then we had literally the day of. Oh, I, that's right. I heard yeah. it and was like, oh, this. No, that's not true. That's not true. You sent it to everybody. Yeah, but I practiced just, with it. Wasn't it. You're right. I did practice with, with it. Your ears, but no, yeah, it's practicing. But I practiced with it because it had like the cues and stuff too, yeah. like bass. Right. So that's vocal. One, one thing that you get if you have everybody synchronized, there's you have a few new superpowers. One is you can whisper cues in their ears. Mm. Um, and I mean, two, everybody's playing in time. Right. Three, you can have pre-recorded extra tracks. Yeah, that's what I was asking about. Right. So if everybody's playing in time with the computer yeah, and you have uh, like Green Day, everybody does stuff like that. Nickelback. I don't know why I keep mentioning rock, but because with hip hop, it's obvious there's no band on stage. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Just a so, drummer or something. Uh, with Green Day, they would have like one guitarist and then they might have a guitarist off stage to play the other part or they're all playing to a click track. And then that stuff is pre-recorded. Oh. In fact, like I used to work um, at Wonderland doing sound for a show called The School of Rock. Mm. It was really good. I was really happy to be part of it. It was nice. a full band on stage. Yeah. And they all played to a click track. And I had my mixer was split into two. One side was the keyboards, the drums, everybody else. The other side was also keyboards, drums, vocals, but they were backups that were pre recorded. Uh. So if anything, because we did five shows a day. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a show. Production. Yeah. yeah. Big, big production. And, uh, if somebody suddenly somebody's keyboard cut out, there's no time for so, to mess yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Just bring up the other keyboard and they're gonna pretend. Ah. Right. Um, so that's an upside. You can have more you can have the backup, you can have more instruments on stage with you, right? You can have right. your backing uh, choir or stuff, especially if you're the one doing all the tracks. Yeah. yeah. And you can't afford or there's no room on stage for other musicians. And then the last thing is that you can synchronize lights that way. Yes. I don't know if yeah, you noticed, but light yeah. shows are getting nuts. They are. I Even watched the Beyonce documentary and them going talking about cueing lights mm -hmm. and one change to her like her vocals or her performance changes everything with the lights. Like it's a whole production it's on its own. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. It's the whole just like if you think about a video file now, right? If you double click on a video file and you open it in QuickTime or Winamp or whatever, <laughs> the audio is synchronized. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If on the back end you could see a video track and audio tracks same length moving together right so just imagine there's more tracks and the yeah. next track is what the whatever the the spotlight is doing yeah and the next yeah. one is what the blue lights are doing right and that way you can have crazy core like choreographed lights that would usually exactly. take multiple engineers to sort of each do one thing at a time yeah but instead you have everything happening Programs. automatically Programmed, with yeah. that click track That's the problem funny. is that if sorry am i rambling again? no oh, i love no, this so the problem is and i'll give you an example from from when we did it there was a time when we just couldn't get a keyboardist in yeah. our band so what we did was we took like an old like uh dowel play horse you know what i'm talking about the kind with the stick oh that yeah, yeah 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 so yeah. that was that was our keyboardist <laughs> and we just put like a little toy keyboard next to it and we just taped them together amazing but the audio was coming out of back then it was <laughs> back then it was a sony mp3 player nice wow. like do the trick hey, yeah whatever works so i had the click track that was uh the keyboards were playing but then at one point i got too excited and i stood up on my drum set like and i stepped on the cable and i severed my headphones like I couldn't hear for a moment the click track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I sat down, quickly plugged it in. It was too late because it's going. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not don't waiting stop. for you. This train, don't so stop. what I had to it do was just stop. turn off the thing and just look at everybody and be like, no more keyboards. And then we just finished the song without keyboards. But right. if you do that and the life just keep going and you're like, sorry, guys, yeah. I don't know what <laughs> Can to do. we go back to minute seven? Yeah. 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 Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the dark side to that is similar to the DJs, some of them. Showing up and literally just showing up, not yeah. really doing anything, hit and play. <laughs> Bands mm -hmm. are doing that too. And it's a lot more common than you might be aware of, actually. Really? There's a lot of, well, you know how tracks are, Matt. Some of these songs have like 25, you know, an insane amount of tracks, seven guitars. and But now they're playing along and leaving most of that stuff in. If yeah. the tracks are doing all the work, you technically, you technically don't have to know your instrument. Uh, and that's kind of the dark side that I'm experiencing in some situations. Yeah, but everybody's culpable because people go and see a normal show without backing tracks now. And I've heard yeah. people being like, 
that was kind of lame. It wasn't lame. It was four people playing yeah, four yeah. instruments. Right. Yeah, That's right, what right. that really sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't want that. I mean, some people do. Some people appreciate a live version. And stuff like that. But a lot yeah. of people are like, why does it not sound like the album? Well, because the album is like Layered eight months death. of yeah. work and overdubbing and everything. It yeah. just won't sound right. like that. Yeah. But I, I was a judge. I think I told you this. I was a judge at Indie Week a few years yeah, ago. That's what I thought you were talking about. And oh. I, I was thinking, should I mention it? Should I not? But, you know, whatever. Why it's the have, truth. Yeah. Um, so I was a judge at Indie Week. Indie Week is uh, a week in Toronto when it, it's a music festival for independent artists. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed, it was me and, and a couple other judges, but I've noticed that a lot of the contestants had backing tracks, like too many backing tracks. Many. Way, like you'd have one singer on stage yeah. and you would hear a four-part harmony. It just doesn't make sense. And it was just like, yeah. And they were obviously winning. Until I had to turn around and be, to the other judges and be like, I don't know if you guys realize, but this is not a live performance. Live, yeah. And they're like, well, you can't put these ideas into our heads. It's biased. We don't know. You're like, how could you know? And I was like, well, let's take a look. Yeah. How many voices are you hearing coming out yeah. of that person's mouth? And they're exactly. like, oh, you're right. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> <is that right? laughs> Whoa, no way. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. It's the dark side from both ends because yeah, the yeah. musicians are like, I want to sound better. And, and the <laughs> audience is like, "How I want them to sound like the record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for. All I hear now is I have high quality headphones and I listen to music in high quality and I'm used to that and that's yeah, just yeah. what I want now. Yeah, no, fair. That is We're fair. all in this together. We're all in it Just together. learn your instruments, people. That's all. Don't rely on the tracks. That's my only ask here. As an engineer, what is one of the biggest faux pas that artists do? Not practice before showing up. Mm, there you go. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, one. I think the pet peeves there are just right across the board. Right. If you're a professional, you're working yeah. at a certain standard. You want people to show up, mm, knowing the stuff, understanding the stuff. I think sometimes, especially when a musician's been in the studio a bit and they have seen what uh, modern engineering tools can do, yeah, they sort of show up sometimes Half thinking like, I don't even need to. I don't even have to have a voice. Like, yeah. I'm just going to show up with whatever and he'll splice it together. And it is possible. It's just that instead of it being a day session, it'll be like three days to get you to do it right. So just practice right. at home. Show up way Ready. over-prepared. Over-prepared. Any professional, yeah. really, in anything, if there's one thing that they have in common, is that they show up over-prepared. over-prepared. That's absolutely right. That's preaching. a good way of saying preaching. it. They preaching. show up early, not because they're... Amy Santiago, yeah. but because they're like, something is not going to work, really and I want to do that name. before I'm on stage and figure yeah. out what's not working. That's brilliant. No, no, that, that makes perfect sense. Perfect really, sense. really felt like he was going to drop my name there. But yeah, same thing. Even Santiago. like, I remember uh, my buddy was, sorry, what did you just say? <laughs> he said it twice to hope to get you to do that. I tried to power through and hope you didn't catch it. Just, well, that's why I did the number no, two, because like, like, that's the second time. Yeah, I was like, I'll just keep going. I really thought you were going to drop my name over When you said over prepared, time. He's not, you like, said he's not Amy Santiago, like, he thought you were going to say I thought you were going to say Anthony. Anthony. Do you let people call you Tony? Just my sister. Really. I'm going to call you Tony sometimes. So you think I'm your sister? It's all in the family. Yeah, you could call me Tony. So Tony, my friend. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I take changed my mind. <laughs> so yeah, a buddy of mine went, uh, you know him. Uh, he, he went on a job interview yeah. and resume and all that. But he showed up. He emailed everything to everybody. But he also had an iPad with it on him. Mm-hmm. And he had a USB key with it on him on it. Wow. With, with the a resume. With the resume. Ready to go. Ready. And that job. lo and behold, for some reason, like, oh, I can't see... I, I can't see the resume. It's not there. And he's like, no problem. He pulled out the iPad. And they're like, you are prepared. You're hired. Mm. So just come prepared because things break and or don't work. And at the yeah, end of the day, it's going to be your fault, whether it's your fault or not. That's a strong And I think uh, in like, um, what's the word? Echoing what you guys are saying. That helps with nervousness as far as like Absolutely. me. True, if I'm yeah. overprepared, I found it one of the times I should have been the most nervous ever I overprepared and the nerves weren't as, as intense because I was comfortable with any of the work that I had to do on stage. Right. And you made everybody that was behind you supporting you right. comfortable knowing that you're comfortable. Ex- exactly. And overprepared is not overconfident. No. Thin line. Very thin. Yeah. Be careful. I agree. Be yeah. careful. That was a uh, good wrap up, boys. Good conversation. Oh, I just yeah. woke up. Coffee just hit. <laughs> You're ready to go for another hour? Yeah, hit, hit stop. We'll start again. <laughs> we should do this more. We have a, a we time. have a list of topics. We're going to start going through them. We figured, why not just uh, the three of us talk sometimes? Yeah, you know what? Interesting fellas. Let's uh, let's stop with this. 
So a couple of weeks ago, we had mentioned uh, people emailing in. Yeah. And we actually had a couple. We did. We booked an artist who emailed in who was really dope, and we're going to be talking to her shortly yeah. in the next few weeks. So if you think you got the stuff and you want to chat with us, shoot us an email at. Or if you think there's someone that we should know of, yeah, do that better. too. Yeah, yeah some yeah. of those no social media people, Yeah, if you can recommend them, sometimes they're a lot of fun. Absolutely. Because they don't know Very what's true. happening around them. They have blinders. I love those so they people. Just, yeah. yeah, they just I want to talk to people. those people. Yeah. You talking Who do we right have now? like that? Um, There's a bunch. Uh, the the like Juno no winner with the reggae album. What was his name? Oh, LJX. LJX. Right. Lyndon John. Lyndon John. Lyndon John X. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, he was anti social. Yeah, yeah. And he wanted Juno. You know who else is the guy on Peaky Blinders? The head, I forget his name. He's got like. Very unique features. Very, I, I don't want to say. He was in fine. the Dark Knight and a yes, bunch of things. Yes, he doesn't yeah. do socials. Not at all. And when Good people thing. ask him, he's like, oh, I'm just too old for day. And they're just like, all right. Because he just brushes it off. Like That's Anthony, when you ask it. Anthony, hey, why old, you, I just don't do it. And they, no one's like, but why? What's wrong? You just, oh, just don't. And no, people say what's wrong. Uh, what are you hiding? Usually people what say, you, what are you hiding? Like, yeah, what, what do you mean, hiding? what am I hiding? <laughs> my sanity. Follow me around. My privacy. Yeah, my privacy. nothing. Come to the studio. Exactly. See me in real life. Yeah. We can share all the moments there. I don't share my moments on the interwebs. Interwebs. This yeah, was a great a talk. Sometimes. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about what's oversharing mm. in a future episode. That's a good that episode. That should be a good one. Yeah, yeah. you'll have me you just uh, jot that one down because that's a great one. Parts of that one. <laughs> oh my God. All right, boys. Until next time, stay safe. As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com Captivate today to start your free trial.